Hello, and welcome to From the Newsroom, a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. Representative Tim Wahlberg was in Dundee Tuesday, October 1st, for a coffee hour town hall. This was the first town hall that the Michigan Republican held in Monroe County since the threat of impeachment was made against President Donald Trump. My name is Paula Wethington. I'm the reporter who covered the event for the Monroe News. The story was on the front page of our Wednesday edition, linked to on Facebook and Twitter. It was also among the news items I included in the Monroe in a Minute newscast Wednesday on Rewind 94.3. I've since been contacted by readers who would like to hear more of his remarks than I was able to include in the news story. The following are the excerpts that I recorded during the program. You'll hear a fade in and fade out as each piece begins. I was not able to record the entire program in audio format, as I was also responsible for taking photographs in addition to writing the news story. What I do have are clips, and here they are. I have in my folder the transcript itself and the phone message, which I've read multiple times already. I've also got the, uh, the letter, uh, the whistleblower letter that uh, was put out, and probably most of you have read that already, like I have. Um, all I can say is that everything that I read in that transcript of the phone conversation, there's nothing that rises to the level of you. Nothing at all. And I know there's disagreement. That's why we have an inquiry going on. May I make, make it clear as well that nothing has changed as far as the impeachment inquiry. It's been going on for over two years now. Now they're just calling it that, but they didn't do it according to FOIL or according, according to the Constitution. There needed to be a vote by Congress, the House specifically, to initiate an official, not simply formal, but an official impeachment group. All sorts of good things with climate change and dealing with carbon. To the point that now we're getting caught, and my colleagues are talking about it on both sides of the aisle. What are we going to do with lithium-ion batteries? What are we going to do with the, the generated carbon that comes from the sources that will power those lithium batteries at the level and numbers of batteries that we are attempting to promote? electric with electric vehicles. I'm not opposed to electrification of vehicles. As long as you put a chip in that makes it sound in my Harley like a Harley. I'm not opposed to that. But when you think of the amount of energy that's going to have to be produced, and right now, right now, it may change over time, but right now it's not going to come from windmills or solar panels to power all of those vehicles. It's not going to take place. So we're going to have to find a way to do that. And in the meantime, you've got challenges with infrastructure. If you don't have fuel tax that deals with gas and diesel, then you have to find another means by which you can tax electric use. All sorts of things have to take place. It's not as simple as saying, turn off the coal-fired power plants. <coughs> turn off the gas power power plants. It's not as simple as that. We've got to deal with pollution, etc., that will come in different forms as a result of moving different directions. And again, folks, this country is a clean country. If you don't think that's the case, go to some of the places I've been in this world 
including developed nations, like most recently Germany, and see the difference of the skies, the waters, the resources here. Next question. wherever it might be found between their two countries. 
So I would expect this president, President Trump, when talking to the new president, duly elected, overwhelmingly, over a corrupt president, who I knew as well, to ask those questions. So anyway, I'm sure we'll talk more about that, but that's my perspective. Having read the transcripts, having read the whistleblower, I support support whistleblowers. I think these whistleblowers need to stand up as well at the protection of the law, the whistleblowing law. But they also need they also need to speak directly uh, to the president and others about what went on. And then the protections of the law should be there for them. Uh, the other issue, amongst many, but I think one of the most important issues that is going undealt with as a result of all of this stuff going on, trying to get the president on things thus far that have not had any results other than wasting time, effort, money, resources. Mueller investigation, Cohen investigation, Kavanaugh, uh, witch trial, and all of that. We are doing the things that the people do. I see the signs. It's okay. We've got to use the signs going. Um, USMCA sits there, which is the United States, Mexican, Canadian trade union, replacing NAFTA. NAFTA, which was passed, arguably some would say it was good back when it was passed 20 plus years ago. Over time, it became less good to the point that it was a hindrance to the United States and our economy, our manufacturing interests, especially our agricultural interests. And so a long-term effort was undertaken by the president who promised he would do this to come up with an alternative to, US, to, to NAFTA, and that's USMCA. Literally years have now been spent in negotiations with Mexico and with Canada and the United States to come up with something that would work for all three countries. But in our case, I negotiators want to make sure it worked the best for the United States. We're the largest trade partner. It Now my concern is that we have gun laws that aren't being enforced. I just heard this morning on WJR discussion with a police officer uh, who was very frustrated about what the courts were doing, handing out two-year, two-year sentence to an individual who had handcuffed his nanny to a pole in the basement, had pistol whipped her at one point. And ultimately they came in, they found out that he had, I forget the exact number, I think it was like 38 separate guns, one machine gun, a machine gun, and I'm talking about an AR-15, machine gun, and a fully automatic uh, um, uh, pistol. I won't say the name of the pistol. But fully automatic, which is illegal. It's totally legal. And they only charged him on that one gun. The rest of the stuff was plea, plea bargained out. And he's going to prison for two years and then getting out. Now that's what gives law enforcement and legislators like me great amount of frustration. That this guy should probably gone away for the better part of the rest of his life. <coughs> for kidnapping, as it were, handcuffing a man in the basement, <coughs> pistol whipping, and then having all of these guns, at least two of which were totally illegal by our present laws. 
we have to do a better job of using the laws we have. Then mental health. We pass legislation dealing with mental health, specifically related to gun violence, as well as mental health. I said Bonnie from Bonnie had a question. Well, like not one single question that's been asked. Be quiet. Tom, let me answer your question. I don't represent 73% of the people in this country. I didn't say 73, I said 47. I don't represent 47% of the people in this country. And I don't think 47% of the people in my district want impeachment. I just want to be able to ask the question. Okay, well, you ask the question. I am not going to support impeachment. My question is why do you what? think Shame on that you. why do you think that the contents of the 725 uh, transcript of the phone call to Ukraine? Name why name do you one, think Tom, they do not constitute Tom, the abuse one, of power? Name me one illegal word in that transcript. Name me one. No, no, no. I need a favor, though. I need a favor, though. Immediately after he has withdrawn $400 million for the javelins to keep Russia out of their country. And did you know that the president of Ukraine didn't know that that had been held back at that point in time? He did. If you don't, okay. All I would like you to do there is, is nothing explain in that transcript. why you think it's not. There is nothing in that transcript that comes to that level. Nothing. You have to be you have to be a mind reader and you have to allow mind reading to be used in a court of law. Or this is not a court of law. You'd have to use mind this reading. This is the Constitution in the, in the of the United States. States. But your okay. position violates. Let's go to the next question. I think I answered that. Well, I didn't put it in the but, you don't like it, but I answered. Folks, I'm trying to do the best we can here. And but you haven't asked a single in, question but about it. There are a lot of questions here. Your question okay. was submitted well after we started. Okay. So if I have a question that's been before, and you know like it. Because I gave it to you. Have alienated well, no, 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 Don't lie to me. NATO, Iran agreement, southern neighbors, tariff wars, and climate agreement. Who would you consider our allies to be and why? Yeah. I would think almost all of NATO. And I say that from experience in talking with President Iran, of course, always has to be looked at as our enemy. But you also communicate with all of them as best as possible. And this president just has the guts and the intestinal fortitude and the self-confidence to stand and say, I will talk to any of you. I may not agree with you. I may be like Reagan, who said to Gorbachev, go to hell, walked out, and what happened? Good things happened. Trump is willing to do the same thing. And the rest of the world understands that, and when they talk to me, they say, when America is strong, we're safe. America is the number one strength in the world right now. And we always want to Next question. This question comes from Hank, from Adrian. He said that you spent five days this past May in Ukraine. You never posted anything publicly about this trip. And what were you doing there? And why do you withhold? I think Hank was in the room when I answered it last time. I was there to speak to the Ukrainian National Prayer Breakfast, Parliamentary oh, yeah. Prayer Breakfast. On the taxpayer dime? Um, uh, of course. Prayer breakfast? A prayer breakfast. Let me finish the answer to the question. The parliamentarians 
These are people I develop relationships with in other parts of the world, too. They've been in my office. We communicate on issues of concern. I've mentored a number, number of them on how to deal with corruption that's going on in the country. The president, while under the cloud of impeachment, many are taken back by this in a in district that is pretty much evenly split. So we have asked, why would you, our congressman, be so vocal on his opposition of impeachment inquiries? Well, then you look at the Ukraine visit back in May of May 20th through the June 1st of this year, where you visited with President Zelensky and the Ukraine members of the Ukraine Parliament. We know this was never reported in the news. It was never posted on your Facebook site. We only learned about it when Stephen Meyer covered it. I'm now asking, what was the purpose of the meeting? Do you have your Ukrainian President Zelensky of any of his members of Parliament to investigate Hunter Biden's son, Joe Biden? I've answered the question, Paul, already in the earlier statements. Number one, Zelensky, I didn't meet with him. We had hoped to meet with him, but he was called out of town. I'd hope to meet with him. I'd love to meet with Zelensky. I'd love to meet with any president of any country. And I'd love to talk to them. I'd love to say, I know some corruption. I hope to be meeting with a key African president, certainly, that there's corruption going on, and China is doing some terrible things that is frustrating those people. I'd love to talk with them again, as I talked to them before. So, bottom line is I didn't talk with Zelensky, and Biden's name or his son's name was not brought up anywhere in my conversation. Well, you said you've, meet, you've met with Ukrainian officials over corruption. What, what corruption are you talking about in your previous town? The corruption that was voiced originally that brought us to the Mueller investigation, the Russia issues, all of that. So if this has been going ongoing with you with the Ukrainian officials, if it was over the mother's. Actually, I said, yes, that's over the mother. What spin do you want? All right, I'll let you do it. No, I'm not putting a spin on it. Why are you so quiet? There's no quietness. It's, it's normal course. You don't know everything that goes on every day of my life as your representative. That's not how we do it. That's why you elect a representative. And that's why we have ethics requirements in the House that we have to comply with. And we have reporting requirements that, they, uh, that we have to comply with. We don't report on everything. We don't have to. Most of my electorate, trust me, that's why they elected me. How many instructions did you get? Let's go another question. I have no idea. You've just heard some of the conversations and discussions during Representative Tim Wahlberg's town hall, October 1st in Dundee, Michigan. If you are interested in audio productions by the Monroe News, please look for and subscribe to the program from the newsroom, Monroe News, on iTunes and other popular podcast services. This has been Paula Wethington for the Monroe News. This has been a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. Find us online at www.monroenews.com, on social media at Screen Name Monroe News, and in print seven days a week.